the Belated Binge Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Belated Binge Podcast. I'm Zach, your host, rewriting the Harry Potter series one small change at a time. Before we get started, shout out to our free elf patron, Alex Swetlin. If you want to get cool shout outs in all of the episodes, as well as a bunch of other benefits that are available, check out patreon.com slash belated binge. If you're new to the show, this is where we theorize on what we'd expect to change in the story if we made one small tweak to the plot of the chapter that we're covering. In the last chapter, I asked, what if Harry doesn't find Tom Riddle's diary? Got a few responses on this one. I wanted to highlight JTH-REPO. J3PO? I think it's probably J3PO. Sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, who commented that Ginny would be dead and Voldemort would have come back as a teenager. I feel like it would have worked, too. He came back as a full monster in the books and the Ministry didn't believe he was there at all. They'd probably just hand the Ministry to his young, attractive self. And that is a very interesting point because it does assume that even though Ginny tried to flush the book down a toilet, uh, that she would still end up getting it back just in a different way than what actually took place. And then if Tom Riddle came back, he would probably have lots of sway and charisma and all of that that he had when he was a teenager. So I really like that one. Thank you for sending that in, as well as to... Uh, the other comments that I got on uh, like YouTube Shorts um, from Kristen uh, as well as Joshua, thank you all for commenting uh, on this expecto plot change question. From my perspective, this might be the hardest one of these questions I've come up with so far in the series. So let's go ahead and break it down. The point of Harry finding the diary was basically twofold right one to establish tom riddle as a character and build recognition for harry so that when they finally meet in the chamber he knows who this memory person is and two so that harry could learn why hagrid was expelled from hogwarts and sort of the story offering up hagrid as a red herring for the remainder of the book so whatever i come up with now has to accomplish those same two things in order for our plot to get where it needs to go. We're also meant to believe that only the trio go to this bathroom because of Moaning Myrtle. The rest of the school avoids it completely, like the plague. That's why they were able to safely brew the Polyjuice Potion for like a month without ever getting caught. Just three 12-year-olds brewing a stinky potion in the bathroom nobody notices uh but whatever so with all that information you could kind of pretty easily get to maybe hermione would be the only other person that might be able to find it but i don't know why she would go maybe she'd just be checking in on myrtle to be nice i don't know why would she go there alone if ron and harry had somehow missed the diary in this flooding scene or just not gone to the bathroom during the flooding scene in the first place uh, I don't know it it doesn't really align and it's not really that fun um and it's also leaving out one piece of information from the chapter that I think actually lays this thing out the foundation for this out kind of 
perfectly. Remember, Ron and Harry weren't on their way to Myrtle's bathroom originally. When they left from visiting Hermione in the hospital wing, they were headed back to the uh, Gryffindor Tower, I believe. But something caught their attention, and it sent them in that direction. Who remembers what it was? Anyone? Anyone? It was Filch. And he was super pissed about the flooding and exclaimed that he was going to Dumbledore to complain. I think he probably thought it was Peeves that caused it. I don't actually remember that part, to be honest. Um, But presumably, he would have gone back and likely did go back to clean up the mess from the flooding. And I think he would have seen the diary and picked it up. From there, it would have just been another gem that he kept in his office with all the other stuff that he confiscated from students. You know, like the Marauder's Map type thing. So then, if Filch has it in his office, how would Harry get a hold of it? And with that, I mean, it takes another trip to Filch's office, doesn't it? Maybe, uh, here's here's what I'll try to do. Um, so, I'll, I'll try to plan on posting a poll on social media for what Harry could have done to deserve to head to Filch's office. So let's make those options. One, Harry and Ron get caught sneaking snacks. Two, Harry and Ron get caught on a midnight stroll in the invisibility cloak following a lead on the air of Slytherin. Or three, Harry gets caught retaliating in the corridor after Draco takes some kind of cheap shot at him. What do you think? Pick one. Doesn't really matter which one you pick. Um, because it all ends up the same, Filch caught him, takes him to his office. And this time, the diary is just laying on a shelf. And this weird familiarity, this Horcrux connection, the sheer annoyance at Filch, all combine to compel our hero of the story to swipe the diary on his way out of the office. And then things play out from there. What do you think? That officially wraps up our chat from the last chapter. So now, let's set the stage for the next one. Kicking things off with this week's Expecto Plot Changeo question from Chapter 14, The Chamber of Secrets, is What if Harry and Ron don't let Hermione run off to the library by herself when Harry hears the voice of the monster? How could that have changed things? For the chapter, how could that have changed things for the future? Let me know your thoughts to be included in the next episode of the podcast. You can let me know on the website, belatedbinge.com, by leaving a voicemail. I will also pose this question across social media. I'll put it on uh, Instagram as a reel. I will put it on TikTok. I will put it on YouTube Shorts. Um, I will also pose the question on Twitter. You can respond on any of those at Belated Binge. In the next episode, we will deep dive chapter 14 from Chamber of Secrets right here on the Belated Binge podcast. Explainiarmus. It's time to disarm your reluctancy and explain how you can support this podcast. Belated Binge is a fully independent production. I read the books, write the script, 
record the episode, edit the recording, pick and produce the sounds, manage the content schedule, manage social media, promote the podcast, and feed producer Jack. Any costs from equipment to software to website development, marketing, any of that comes out of my pocket. And despite how many times I've been told we look alike, I'm no Harry Potter. No half giant has ever taken me to a bank full of cash and said, hey, you're rich. Having a podcast takes a lot and it's not easy. So your support is literally the only thing that keeps the show going. And there are a few key ways you can support the podcast. First, word of mouth is absolutely huge. If you enjoy the show, please tell every one of your Potterhead friends to give it a shot. Also, many of the pod players now support a rating and review function. Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, Podchaser, just to name a few. And it takes about four seconds to leave a five-star rating on the app. This can be greatly impactful. If you have more than four seconds and the app that you're using supports written reviews, that's even better. Think about how reliant we are on reviews. Whether you're buying something new or deciding what book to read next, we're always looking at ratings and reviews to weigh into our decision. Podcasts are no different, and your positive review could be the difference in someone discovering the show and deciding to give it a chance. Another great way to support the show is engaging in the conversation yourself, whether it be answering the specific questions I pose during the show or on social media. Maybe you just have a theory of your own or you want to leave some feedback. I'd love to hear from you and maybe even share it on the podcast. You can submit your thoughts by leaving a voicemail on the website, belatedbinge.com. Just click the little leave a voicemail icon on the page that you visit. If you don't like the sound of your own voice, you can also respond in written form by using the contact form on the website, leaving comments or DMs on social media. My handle is belatedbinge across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also email belatedbinge at gmail.com. The final and perhaps most impactful form of support is to become a patron on Patreon. I've made a ton of updates to Patreon membership benefits this season and some goals to shoot for as well. There are currently six tiers available designed to fit any budget level ranging from $1 to $20 with all the bells and whistles. So benefits range from early access to ad-free versions of the show, recognition on the website, bonus episodes, patron shoutouts, show prep notes, insider participation, binge award participation, input on show content and future benefits, a drawing for a physical gift sent from me to you and others. I've also set some growth goals that'll unlock new benefits for existing tiers and maybe even adding some more stuff as we go. The first goal is to get 10 total patrons, at which point I will start a patrons Discord server. However you choose to support the show, thank you. I truly appreciate it.